Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. That's right. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) I hope you like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Our quote of the day, food can offer a moment of pure emotional pleasure in an otherwise hard and difficult world. That's from our guest today, Anthony Porowski. Yes. We're very excited to have Anthony from Queer Eye here talking quick, delicious go-to meals that anyone can cook and make taste great. Plus kitchen and pantry, pantry, must-haves. He's got a new cookbook. Of course, Kelsey was there for his first cookbook. Hell yeah, I was. We will post that on the Better Together Instagram. (laughs) Okay. Because Kelsey's voice is a little different. Isn't it funny? We all have these really high-pitched voices, and then we settle into ourselves, and then they go lower. Yeah. You know that video we posted the other day, that throwback video? People are like, of course, there's always going to be some negative. Someone's like, that's not even her voice. How much she's changed, and this and that. And I'm like... I'm like, guys, yes, I had a thick accent. It is possible to change your accent. Do you watch actors all the time on television? Truly. And in the movies, you can do it. You can do it. And also, if you're jelly or envious, use that to propel you forward. Yes, queen. Mm -hmm. Use your envy 
to find something that you want. So if you have an accent and you're hating on mine being gone, <laughs> maybe that's your envy talking and saying, maybe I should take a voice and articulation class to get rid of it. Correct. Whatever it is. Anyway, we don't focus on the haters. <laughs> um, but we are going to have Anthony uh, very soon. We're very excited about him. Um, he recently won an Emmy for Queer Eye, which was very cool. Um, and the cookbook is gorgeous and incredible. So you guys are going to love it. I know Kelsey's mom, Debs, or already ordered it. That's right. She has. Was that why you were so sour? We didn't get a cookbook in time. No, I was honestly sour. <laughs> <Get> no. <laughs> I was sour that you couldn't see it because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Kelsey was like, we haven't gotten a cookbook from his team yet. <laughs> no, Deb texted me this morning. She said, I already ordered. And I said, what? You go, girl. That's funny. So Deb's going to be cooking for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, I would like to move in with Deb because I no I longer want to be a homeowner. Well, let's discuss everybody. All right. So <laughs> uh, just a few days ago, we had, um, you know what? Every day something's going on and I don't want to invite more. So it's very challenging for me to say these things because I, I usually don't speak about the negative as much as I would like because I don't want to attract more of it. But here we go today. When you are a homeowner, get ready, people. Shit's going to hit the fan all the time. So lately, as I've been a single mom here, shout out to all the single moms, especially the real ones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's really hard to have to shoulder everything, right? As Kevin is shouldering a remodel on the East Coast, I'm shouldering the dogs, all their poop their medical issues, selling a house down the street, moving all the shit out of that house down the street, AAA disasters, cars dying in the middle of the road, having to get them to tow. I mean, it's just been one thing after the other. The Wi-Fi not working here has been a nonstop issue. Um, Luckily, it works in here. And me having to hang with the Wi-Fi man from 9 p.m. till, I mean, from 6 p.m. to midnight, just trying to get Wi-Fi up, being buck naked, buck naked in my room, not realizing he snuck up the back stairs. That was crazy. That sounds so creepy. He's like, oh, when the girls left, I just snuck up the back stairs thinking I'd get started. I didn't let you in, sir. I'm sitting there. I'm like, we had just gotten through the disaster of the flood. So here's the next thing. So a little FYI, I moved or we moved our laundry room outside for a reason. I don't love the idea of a unit like that being in my house and having a flood. Hence what happened here. So there's this little like where the 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 piping comes from the water behind your washing machine. There's this like little black kind of like valve, s- valve sort of, screw yeah. thing or whatever. It's plastic. And my plumber said that eventually it gets enough wear and tear that it just explodes and bursts. Well, yesterday was that day for us. Luckily, we have a concrete floor. Last, last week, but still. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. Whatever it was. Okay. <laughs> so the concrete floor, um, luckily, saves us from having to deal with wooden floors peeling up with all the water and all the the damage that comes from that. So anyhow, we um, we were in our office, which is right next door, and Kelsey's feet are getting wet all of a sudden, and then... Boom. We're like, oh no, it's a flood. 
<laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I thought Maria was playing footsies with me or something for a second. I was like, what's touching my foot? And then I was like, oh my God, it's wet. And then I looked down and it's literally flooding. Like flooding. already two inches deep. Like an deep. explosion of water. Yeah. So, and I had been hearing noises. Um, like uh, the washing machine was really loud next door. And I was like, huh. And I remember thinking about it, but I was so busy and I'm not in that office like you guys are. So I don't know what's a normal sound in there. So I assumed it was normal. I wasn't expecting anything like that. And then, yeah, the flood started. So it was crazy tunes. But the point is, everybody, I don't think I want to be a homeowner anymore. I know I don't. I don't want to live next to people either. So that's the problem. Mm. So when I told Kevin last night, I said, yeah, I really think we want to move into a condo. Let's move into a condo. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. Have fun. I don't want neighbors. I'm like, I don't want responsibility. I don't want to be dealing with this. Thank God. Thank God our plumber loves us and we love him. He sent somebody over in two seconds and he brought the piece that we needed, screwed it back on, all is well. And uh, even Wi-Fi seems to be working now after my exhausting evening um, last week with him. And so whatever. I just am tired of owning property. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the the year and a half I've been with Maria, I never really wanted to be a massive house owner because I knew how like the responsibilities are endless. I always just wanted like a cool tree house or something. And now after being with you for a year and a half, Maria, I'm like, nope, absolutely not. Definitely solidified that. Nope. Everything that could go wrong goes wrong. Yeah. So this is funny. So on my Instagram, um, people, this one woman said, thank you. Linda Scoop said, thank you for reminding me why we sold our house of 11 years and moved from there are now renting an apartment. If it breaks, it's not our expense or <sighs> our headache. I mean... I mean, bringing up Shauna Nequest again. Remember, she told us that too. They moved to an apartment in New York from a house. I'm like, girl, yes. Someone says, remember that doing it yourself builds character. I have a lot of friggin' character, <laughs> yeah, guys. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> someone said, I'm privileged to own a home in Southern California. Yes, I understand that. I also worked really, really hard. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, other people have dealt with it with their... When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Flooding from hurricanes, which I expected. Um, so yeah, it's definitely... <sighs> Remember we were Not in Connecticut, the, the garage door broke. That's but what like, I'm saying. We fixed it ourselves. Yeah, we did. Then we had the power outage. Okay, got the generator, all good. Like, I am knocking down the problems, but I don't want my life to be about knocking down problems all the time. No. 
and I've honestly feel like and maybe i just wasn't aware as a child because <laughs> we usually are not and just focused on ourselves but i'm like i feel like we didn't have this many issues i'm like poor Maria. you literally it's like yeah the garage door no power flooding what other things we had a lot of other a things. lot yeah a lot no ac yeah like, which i know sounds like a privilege but it was not great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. nonstop. It really, really is nonstop. Yeah. And so then something else breaks, then something's else peeling up and whatever. So I really wish that there was like a lease situation. Maybe we lease a property. So it's somebody else's fault and somebody else's issue, but then we can have a home without neighbors or like without people like, you know, Blaring their music in the apartment next to me. Yeah, that's not ideal. Because we've done that. That's why we own a house like this. Because we were like, yeah, no more. Yeah, <laughs> that's not ideal. Anyway, I mean, listen, it is what it is. Now we know where that water thing is. So if yeah. it ever happens again, my God, though, we jumped on that very fast. Okay. Kelsey, by the way, is a hero, guys. <laughs> okay. She, so first of all, here we are. I'm sure you guys saw the post. <laughs> we were like... <laughs> trying to wedge out the laundry machines so that we could get to the piping behind because we're on FaceTime with my dad and my dad's like, Maria, just shed the valve off. I go, dad, I don't even know what a valve is. Costa's living his best life playing Uno. He does not want anything to do with it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we're trying to get the things out. I'm trying to move it, guys. I couldn't even budge this thing. Meanwhile, Kelsey's like, rah, 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 and it was out. And then the only thing I did was when I understood that the valve was hidden behind this like little doorway that we, you know, my dad must have built to like block it from the counter. I had to like use scissors to pry it open like a crowbar. So I did that part. And then once we're like, me and me and Violet are trying to turn it and we have like, we're so far away. So we can't even get like strength yeah, to yeah. it. But even if I got there, I know I probably wouldn't have the strength to do it. Kelsey hops on the laundry machine. <laughs> da, 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 da. Superwoman turns it off. Disaster almost over. Now I had a shop back um, or it's called rigid that unit. Thank you, Rigid. Actually, we should add to the post. Thank you, Rigid. Um, it's a, a wet dry vac. So everybody, if you happen to own a home, get a wet dry vac. It is key. I emptied maybe 10 of those buckets full of water. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the other towels <laughs> and stuff soaked up everything else. But I got to say, though, I, was I really was impressed with you opening that thing. Like it takes a village, you guys. It took us. It took opening us what all thing? The, the little door you oh, opened yeah. so I could get to that. Like I almost went to go get a crowbar because it was that like stuck on there. Yeah. Like it took all of us. So better together, baby. What else can I say? We really were better together. Mm -hmm. Pooja, rolling film <laughs> and moving things and, yep. you know, getting things to safety. But it is another lesson on less is more, right? I had been cleaning out that office, right? And, and getting rid of stuff and trying to make it a little bit more simple. So the less you have when something like that happens, the better off you are. So um, it actually was a good thing. It forced us to actually look at some of the things that were underneath the table. We had this unit or these lights that I had bought in this little kit. So we had have a travel light kit. You didn't realize we had a travel light kit. If we no had to idea. go do an interview with Kim Kardashian at her house, mm -mm. you'd probably drag one of our bigger lights from AfterBuzz yeah, when we probably. have this beautiful little light kit. Boop. 
that we can just take with us. Mm -hmm. So now we know know what that random bag under the table was. And we had this random hard drive under there and, you know, all this other stuff, a massage thingy that Kevin left for the girls. I'm like, Kevin, they don't even remember to turn on the lights in there. They're not going to remember to use this little (laughs) massager for their necks. Good thought. Good thought. The lights are on. We just don't turn on the second set of lights. What lights? No, that's the only lights in there. No, the overhead lights are on. It's not like we work in the dark. No, no, no. There's no overhead lights in there, guys. (laughs) It's just the sunlight. It's the, it's the sunroof, the, the skylight. Well, the skylight. (laughs) You don't ever turn on any lights. When I walk into a room, Turn on the light. I just feel these like girls walk into the room. They're like, okay, we can survive. I feel like we're painting this picture. Like we work in the dark. And I just want to tell you guys, we don't work in the dark. It's not super dark, <laughs> but as the hours go by, it gets darker no, You're right. as you're the right. sun moves. So the sun's there <laughs> early in the day. So you don't notice it. And then the sun moves and it gets darker. It's not good for your eyes. So I go in there and I'm like, Hey guys, want to turn on the lights? Hey and they're guys. like, Oh yeah. Hey guys, the lights would help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why That's we need funny. you. Well, you know. I, um, I just, yeah, I'm tired. I know. Really tired of all this stuff. And Kevin's tired of getting my phone calls in hysterics. He's just unfazed now. He's just like, oh He was like, oh yeah, I heard you guys. Like, we were like, so I had to jump and be like, no, this was like actually a big deal. So remember the crib life? Remember when he was renovating this place and he was living in the screening room over there and he's yeah. like, the crib life ain't what it all, what's what it's all cracked up to be, the crib life. He's living on this like short mattress that's like a fake bed in there. Mm-hmm. His feet hanging off for like six months with four dogs, three dogs, four dogs. Th- no, Beethoven too. Oh yeah, Beethoven Four dogs. Too. And um, losing his shit. And then now he's in your room at the house in the basement, which, by the way, he made everything so beautiful down there. He goes, this is like a nice guest room now. It's yeah, really nice. Crib. And so, but he's like, the crib life's wearing on me, honey. And I said... We're like, yeah, duh. Yeah. So today he texted me. Um, he texted me today. And he said, ooh, the crib life isn't as cool as everyone thinks. I'm beyond white, wiped, but it's now or never here, boo, to make this place what we want it to be. <laughs> I can't with him. That's just like his, him, like he's hyping himself up. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, boo. Um, it's been nice. Oh, so then he shows me that this new thing he's going to do, the staircase. He's changing them over from the raw wood to black like we have here. So that black and white foyer is like really beautiful. So when he added that project to the list of projects now, I said, well, I guess I'm never seeing you again, honey. It's been really nice being married to you for 23 years and or being with you for 23 years. And I hope your life in Connecticut is happy and fulfilling. <laughs> what you wished it would be. Yeah. What'd he say? I can't see because we're shooting now. Nah. So I left it alone. It'll be a surprise. Um. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Maria. Okay. The the reason I just had uh, such a visceral reaction is I've been watching you since seventh grade in West Virginia. (laughs) I moved from Montreal and it was like the first week of school and I like didn't know anybody and I would watch channel one news and it was my favorite part of the day. And watching you do your thing it was like this is just like really surreal and really freaking awesome so thank you so much for having me oh my god I love that and I'm so happy to have you on the show and I'm so excited about your cookbook and congrats on the Emmy win thank you thank you so much um I have to say I was uh, I just was following you on Instagram and I was seeing you in that white tux and I'm like, my God, he's so handsome. Like in a throwback, like Frank Sinatra era kind of handsome where I was like, damn, look good. Oh, that tux. Yes. Yup. That was, um, I, I still have that tux. I don't know when I'm going to be able to wear it. I always try to, my boyfriend, all of his friends are getting married. And so we have all these weddings that we've been slowly but surely kind of like agreeing to and going to. And I'm always like, can I wear the white tux? He's like, that's going to offend the bride. You can't do it. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> that's funny. Cause Kelsey told me yesterday that when she gets married someday, I have to come in a trash bag. I did say that. Rude. <laughs> Rude. You would still look just as beautiful. That's what be I said. I was like, you'll make it trendy and it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yep. Hilarious. Yeah. But you could, I, I thought the second you were saying about weddings, I'm like, you would upstage the bride. That's how great you looked in that white tux. I, I wouldn't, it's, it's more about the tux, but thank you very much. And then the next thing that looked so good was the burger on the non bread. Oh, uh, <gasps> okay. Have you seen uh, chef's table? No. On Netflix. So it's a series that kind of showcases, um, uh, just like super diverse chefs from all over the world. And there's this one about, um, Ozma Khan who owns a restaurant called Darjeeling express in London and she basically like lost touch with her identity and her heritage. And then she smelled a paratha. She's Indian one day after she like got married and had kids and like left everyone, went with her mom and like learned how to make Indian food. And then she started this restaurant with a bunch of cleaning lady friends of theirs. And then when the restaurant became massively successful and they had a new location, she made them all equal shareholders in the company. And when you go to her restaurant, mm. it's like just the, the, the greatest energy of all. And it's just like all women run the show, which is fantastic. And she made this famous lamb burger and I wanted to pay homage to her um, with like a simplified version of it. So mm, I'm going to make mine with some tzatziki on it. I love tzatziki. I'm from Montreal and there is a massive Greek community there uh-huh. and there's no shortage of of Greek restaurants. And like, that's the stuff I was raised on. Oh, Do you like yeah. taramasalata? I'm not a big taramasalata fan. I went to a Greek restaurant the other night and I just eat the tzatziki. I feel like I'm such an addict that I can't even give my time to anything else. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I understand. Well, because it's good on literally everything. I've yeah. had it alone with a spoon and it would be awesome. Yeah. And if you can't eat bread, so you can dip your the cucumber. Like if you have cucumber sticks or anything Put your else. Absolutely. So good. And it's guilt-free because it's just yogurt. Totally. And in my first cookbook, I actually made an homage to um, Arahova, which is like a fast casual restaurant chain in Montreal where we would go and have like a wonderful piquilla and a grilled octopus mm-hmm. and uh, souflaki and they marinate part of it in the tzatziki and then they reserve some of it to serve as a topping. And so there's like a simple version of that in the first book. Oh, a marinade. That's great. So Anthony, when did you first fall in love with cooking? Because I'm still blown away when I look at your cookbooks that you're self-taught. Because everything, it's like, niswa this with the 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 the, and it's also fancy. And I'm like, holy shit, how do you self teach that? Like, I'm self taught. My grandfather was a chef in Greece. My mom was a cafeteria cook. I'm self taught. I know how to make my turkey, my stuffing, like the generic kind of things. But niswa, I can't do that stuff. <laughs> Is that how I say it? Is that my accent? No, no, it's not your uh, no, accent. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When I'm I saw kidding, niswa something or other, I'm like, whoa, that just sounds so intimidating to me. Niswa anything. <laughs> I promise it isn't. You're literally buying ready smoked um, trout instead of the traditional tuna, and it couldn't be easier to make. But um, to answer your question, I think I've just been obsessed with food since I was a little kid. It's definitely in my family. Um, dinner was always like the most, it was, it was, there was something so sacred about it because we, you know, didn't see each other for most of the day. We all didn't really get along. Communicating was not our forte in our home, but food was. Um, and so when my mother would cook, we would just all sort of like sit and partake. And like, since I was a kid, like everyone would critique everything. And we'd already already be talking about what we were going to have the next day. Whenever we would travel somewhere, it was always like, where is the farmer's market? Where's the marketplace that we can go to? What restaurants are we going to? Everything always revolved around food. And so I definitely feel like it's kind of embedded in my, in, in, in my DNA. Um, but I've just been obsessed with it since. And I only really started cooking when I was in college, when I was left to fend for myself, because I had no one to make food for me. Um, <laughs> I moved in with a roommate. He had a fully furnished apartment. I was broke. And I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, no, I'm going to make food for him. So I started, I started cooking kind of, kind of then, and I'm still figuring out. And that's, what's so fun is like, no one knows everything unless you're Martha Stewart. And there's like always like a new technique or like a new culture that you can explore or whether it's your own heritage or somebody else's. And so it just continues to fascinate me. And I think I'm an, I am an inherently curious person. So I'm always, I'm always learning. So who are you learning from and how? Is it like YouTube? Is it famous chefs that like you've been learning from all these years? It's all of the above. Um, I've been obsessed with Food Network since I was a little kid. 
Um, I would constantly like just, I would like, I'd be running on a treadmill for like 40 minutes or like on an elliptical and I'd be watching like chopped and like their food network shows. Um, when most kids are watching Saturday morning cartoons, like as soon as care bears was done, I was like looking for like Julia child and Jacques Pepin on PBS and just watching them like riff off of each other was that was like my favorite thing. Hilarious. I just, I love watching people make food because on every single show, like they're always smiling. They're always happy. They're always making food for somebody. Yeah. I love like the emotional component of, of the intention that goes into making something for some, someone. It's like such a beautiful thing to be able to provide mm-hmm. not only for yourself, but also for someone else. Right. Like what a wonderful act of service. Yeah. I get that. I, I watched the Care Bears and I appreciate that you actually even know what they are. Um, and then I also loved watching Julia Child and, and yeah. cooking stuff because food, the same thing for me, food is so important. I don't like wasting a meal on anything that isn't going to be amazing. And it doesn't mean it has to be high end. It just has to taste amazing. 100%. It's like, I'm not here for a granola bar. Like it's not about sustenance for me. It's like, no. it's an experience. It's got to be and an even experience. if I'm scarfing down a bag of chips, I want them to be the type of chips that I want to have. And they bring me joy. Yes. Whether it's Food pizza or whether it's a joy. course. Totally. Totally. I love it. Yeah. I, I understand because I love when I do get to cook and I And I get to entertain because I love that feeling of like, I worked so hard to create whatever it is. And then to see people salivating and moaning. If I see, if I hear a moan, I'm like in heaven because I'm like, I did it. I did it. Usually it's me moaning in my own food. (laughs) (laughs) I moan all the time. Something for the first time, or like you get to be part of that with somebody where they try like a new flavor or new combination. And they're like, holy shit, like this is really awesome. And you get to be part of that for them. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite kind of food, like ethnicity wise? Like, are you, obviously you're Polish. Uh, and so some, I'm Polish. Are you, do you love Polish food the most? I, I really like Polish food. Um, but I would say that there are other, other, other countries that get me a little more excited. Um, I'm definitely a seasonal eater. So like in the winter, I'll eat a lot of like French sort of like humble, like countryside stews and that sort of stuff. And like a beef bourguignon and I love a cuckoo Riesling and just cooking like the whole bird and having food for like two to three days. And then as soon as springtime comes along, I definitely like veer off to the Mediterranean and a lot of Greek food, a lot of Italian, Southern Italian cuisine and Middle Eastern food gets me really excited as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only culture that I, that I just very slightly dabbled in is Indian cuisine, which I love my, my best friend growing up in elementary school. His name was Arjun Chadwal. His parents had a chain of restaurants called the Bombay Palace and they had a chef at home. Oh yeah. And so we would always have the best Indian food. And now my friend Rima and like hanging out with Tan, who's Kashmiri, um, he's been making me food as well when we were in Austin and there's so many spices that I kind of get intimidated. I'm like, I don't want to mess with it. Like, I just want someone to make it for me. Mm. Um, but everything else pretty much like all, uh, I'll try, but, um, definitely like a seasonal eater. And I feel like Mediterranean eating, especially like during the summer months, I know we're like slowly approaching fall, but like, that's what gets me really excited. A whole roasted fish with just a bit of like fresh oregano and like a hit of lemon and maybe some like pickled shallots and like a wonderful salad with like heirloom tomatoes and some halloumi or feta and like a really good oil and like a good red wine vinegar. Like it's simple for me in the summer. I just like very few ingredients. I always try to keep it simple, but um, especially in the summer, I think, cause it's like, everything is so 
it's everything's at it's like peak freshness, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of tomatoes in the winter because they're just not that great. But in the yeah. summer, it's like I could eat them every meal. Oh, so good. And when you get really, really fresh organic stuff, like we were in Napa recently and I tasted strawberries that I didn't even know existed. They were true strawberries. They were little guys. They exploded yeah. in my mouth. Like it was so. Were they very small? Yes. So they're, yeah, wild strawberries. They're oh beautiful. Oh my God. I'm like. The it's stuff we get in the supermarket is disgusting. I know. It doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. That's why I've always had an aversion to tomatoes and cucumbers. First of all, my parents OD'd me on them because we had a garden growing up. And so we used to eat from the garden all the time. I'm like, how many tomato and mm-hmm. cucumber salads can I have? But then, you know, you kind of get away from a garden and you're like, what's this shit? It's that, that tomato is white inside. Same. I mean, I was in Montreal where we, you know, have like three months of summer, but like during those three months, like we grew our tomatoes, we had a raspberry bush, we had beautiful Moroccan mint that my parents smuggled in from Morocco when they came back that we would have with tea every night. Like all of those things, I kind of like, I was spoiled when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it definitely, it likes, it messes it up a little bit. If you live in like a Northern coastal city, like winters can be a little tough, but it's like squash season. So you just take advantage of, of, of whatever, you know nature is providing at that given time. And it's probably going to be the best thing for you and the best thing to make as well. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I think people don't realize about eating seasonally. It's that's, what's best for you as well in that season. There's a reason that's what grows at that time. A hundred percent. It's good for the planet. It's good for you. It's probably cheaper to buy it. It's like a win, win, win. Like everyone should have a little chart of like the stuff that's available and we should all be making the effort whenever we can to go to farmers markets and 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 to try to eat as as seasonally as we can, you know. Yeah. So Anthony, where did the inspiration for this second cookbook come from? So I'll start with the first book very quickly. Um so Anthony in the Kitchen, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I booked Queer Eye, the show came out, it exploded. I had all of these wonderful opportunities that came my way and um, a fantastic publisher came up and they were like, okay, let's do a cookbook. And so I was like, okay, my castmates are writing their memoirs. And so I wanted to treat mine as like a culinary memoir. So I basically included Polish dishes, you know, the stuff that like shaped me, my heritage dishes that didn't make, make it to queer eye because of editing purposes, uh, stuff I ate when I was like a broke college student, um, that kind of stuff. And so with let's do dinner with the second book, I kind of wanted to look because I wrote the book before the pandemic, actually. So it was before everything kind of happened. Um, I actually originally wanted to do a book on entertaining for groups. And I'm glad I... <laughs> I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. <laughs> I'm glad I listened to my editor and I'm glad we <laughs> pivoted away to thanks to Rux. Um, 
but I wanted to, I, I kind of, I wanted to keep it very just sort of like honest and, and, and to look at what my life is like now. And the irony is as much as I love to cook and being in the kitchen is my happy place. It's either like with my record player or in my kitchen. And, um, and the irony now is that like, you know, pandemic aside with traveling and everything, it's like, I actually have a lot less time to spend in the kitchen, but I still want to have really good food. I want to eat things that make me feel really good, but I just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, with Mindy Fox, my wonderful friend and, and, and collaborator, co-author, recipe tester, chef, editor, writer, extraordinaire with the first book, everything was kind of like virtual because I was in Kansas city filming queer eye. And, uh, she was in Portland, Maine where she's based. And with this book, I was in New York. She came to New York and for like weeks and weeks and weeks, we just like literally just made my kitchen a complete messy disaster in the best way possible. And it smelled like a home. And we were like, look, okay. So we wrote down all the recipes of like, what, what's the stuff that you eat during the week? And then we took it from there and we tried to like elaborate. Like she clocked that. I love a rotisserie chicken. I don't always have time to roast one. You can get a wonderful antibiotic free organic bird for pretty cheap. For families, it lasts a couple of meals. And if you're me and my boyfriend, it's like one bird each for a dinner. But it's like something that you can stretch into different dishes. So we'd be like, okay, you love rotisserie chicken? Let's make a section about that. What else can we put it into? Let's shove it into a burrito and do a wonderful spicy slaw with pineapple and like loads of cilantro and fresh lime. Let's put it on nachos. Let's put it into a soup. Let's put it into mm. like a pappardelle with like a creamy sauce. So it was figuring out how to kind of stretch those ingredients. I want everything. Because I really. <laughs> well, you can in the book and it's available now. Oh my God. Um, Just hearing him say it all, I'm like drooling. But you're but right. Like, like very... if you make the rotisserie chicken, then there's leftovers. So you need to know totally. what what to do with it because reheating it and eating it just like the way you ate it the day before is different. So if you make it into tacos, great idea. Then you make it into nachos, really great idea. Hundred percent. That's exactly right. And I think you know, with switching a spice or like a vegetable, um, suddenly transports you to like a completely different part of the world, or you can use a different technique for it. Like we very consciously. Um, did a lot of repetition of certain ingredients to show people the diversity of food that you can have while keeping it simple. I love cookbooks. They are shoved in every single crevice of this apartment. Um, they're in like, I, my dream one day is to have like a kitchen library. But whenever I make a recipe of something that's like really ambitious, it's usually like 20 different elements. I go to the grocery store. I have like two lot, massive totes. I come back, I make the dish. And then I have like 80% of all these ingredients left over. And I don't know what the hell to do with them. Yep. And, um, so what we wanted to do with like, we included a pantry staple section where I just have like the basics, the stuff that I always keep on hand. So that when I go to the grocery store, I'm looking for protein. And then I go to the produce section and I get two to three things and I'm good to go. Dinner's going to be ready. I love that. Sorry. I have something in my eyeball. Just, oh, you're good. I so, hate that feeling. Something literally just got into my eyeball. Let's pray. I can get it out. Must be like a hair. Oh, you know what? I think I got it. Well done. Oh my God. That wow. like hurts so bad. Let me just say, because I thought I got it out before. Take your time. Don't rush it, please. Don't hurt yourself. Thank you. Okay. I think I'm good. Um, you know, it's funny. So I've written a couple of books and the last book was a cookbook as well. And it was because my mom was the master of making quick, easy meals that were delicious. And it was with the stuff mm -hmm. you have in your pantry, like really if you throw some salt, pepper, salt, pepper, maybe a little garlic powder, some crushed red chili pepper on pretty much anything, it's going to taste good. It's going to taste pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I always love those kind of cookbooks because 
They're less intimidating. We don't have time. Like I love cooking too. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to cook really anymore. So this is the type of book that we all need because we want to eat well and we want it to be delicious, but we also want it to be easy. So um, I love that you're, you're making it easy for everybody. Um, Do you have a favorite part of this cookbook? Do I have a favorite part? Oh, it's like picking my babies. How am I supposed to pick a <laughs> and you favorite? Know, I love in the meantime, as you're thinking, I love the yeah. idea of a kitchen library. Oh, yeah. Because I have a it's library so nice. at my house in Connecticut, like two-story library, beautiful library. And now I'm thinking, oh, we're renovating our kitchen. It would be nice to have a shelf somewhere just for all the cookbooks. I mean, I do have a shelf. I guess I could put them all there. But I really like that idea because right now they're stored in the library, which means I'm never going to use them in the kitchen. <laughs> no, they need to be close. So yeah. um, I was um, the original food and wine expert on Queer Eyes, Ted Allen, um, who now hosts Chopped and does a whole bunch of other stuff. I was his personal assistant for a while. And he lives in a brownstone in Brooklyn. And he has a massive library. Well, he has two libraries, but his library he keeps on the same floor as the kitchen. So he can just kind of like go over there and like, pick out whether it's joy of cooking or Mm -hmm. something more contemporary or his favorite Otolenghi book. And it's just like right there. Um, I just, I love that idea. Nothing makes me happier than like looking through recipes or like one of Nigella Lawson's old books. And oh yeah, wait, I have to answer your question. Yeah. But that's why your book's great because I know I'm going to have everything I need in my cupboard to be able to make what you want other than just going to the supermarket and saying, okay, I got to get my fish and I got to get my vegetable and then I'm done. Right. Right. Totally. Um, okay. It's, so it's sort of a section it's at the beginning of the book and it's actually 10 fast favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't like, uh, it, it wasn't on purpose, but I'm looking at it right now and I'm actually realizing for the first time, it is pretty incredibly diverse in terms of like parts of the world. Like there's this Armenian pita pizza, which is called Lachmajun, which, um, my friend Sean taught me about when I was in college in Montreal and we would get it for like two bucks. And it's basically just like ground lamb with a bit of um pepperoncinis fresh tomatoes and a bit of mint and you put it on a pita and it's just the most delicious simple thing to make ever all you have to do is basically bake it with a little bit of meat that's like spread on it Uh, or like a lemon spaghetti with toasted walnuts i love lamb so but lamb is actually the only meat they can't pump hormones into so if you want like a really true clean meat i didn't know that yeah the, the lamb i think it dies if you pump any hormones into it so it's actually the only like true organic meat from what i've done my research and heard of yeah Wow. Well, I want to read about that too. Are you confirming? Confirming. Okay. Thank you. Lamb is, yeah. Lamb is one that I feel like, unless like friends of mine that, that, you know, are, are like certain ethnicities, a lot of people are freaked out by it Mm because they feel like it's foreign, but I encourage people like next time you're making a burger, if you're like grilling and celebrating the end of summer, like just swap it out for lamb, try it out, season it aggressively with salt and pepper, keep it really simple try it when you're making meatballs the next time. Or if you're making a bolognese or like some kind of a ragu, mm. like throw it in there instead of ground beef or ground turkey. It's it's a fantastic meat. Bolognese. Yum. And that's just ground lamb. I haven't even started talking about rack of lamb <laughs> and lamb shanks and all the other ways to have it. Um, yeah, they call it kleftiko but, uh, in Greek. The, the Kleftiko? Yeah, the lamb shank, yeah. Oh. I was just thinking I haven't had baklava in so long. And my favorite is when it's like drenched in honey. My friend Maria Mariano's 
used to bring some because her parents had a rest Italian Greek restaurant and she Ooh. used to bring baklava for lunch and it was like swimming in honey and it was the most delicious thing ever. See, I and want it to be crispy and 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 so you um, want it crispy honey. on top, but the base of yes. it is like really honeyish. You yes. want you like both worlds. Yeah, I like the mixture, so it's gotta be perfect. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which my mom always made it perfect, and I do have her recipe. Oh, oh. it's so good. Food is just awesome. Your your boyfriend really must, like he really hit the lottery. Like, <laughs> think about it. Anybody who's with someone who can cook hit the lottery. I mean, I felt like I hit the lottery with my mom, and now my dad became like a master chef. He hadn't cooked ever, and when my mom got sick, he started going in the kitchen and started cooking, and just became a master chef. His soups are insane. His food is so delicious. I'm like, Dad, how did you just teach yourself? Like. Boom, done. He woke up at 75 and was like, I'm going to learn how to cook. At 75. I love that. It's like, we have to keep learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Socrates said something about that. But like, even my father, after my parents divorced, it's like he got in the kitchen and really started to feel empowered and just started making all kinds of things and traditional Polish dishes. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah. So I love here. Like there's, there's really no wrong age to start. No. Anthony, do you always eat clean? Or do you like go off the board too? So it's called a Sunday. Okay. And Sunday we are absolute human trash cans. <laughs> I love it. So typically what we'll do, I live in New York and we'll order, I love a Montreal bagel. They are better than New York bagels. The fact that New Yorkers have to ask for a scooped bagel means your bagels are too damn big. Um, and the water is better in Montreal. So it makes for like a sweet kind of like a nice As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. But anyway, Mm -hmm. long story short to say, um, there's a place, Black Seed is very good and Tompkins Square. And so I'll order like a small bag of bagels. I'll make my own soft scrambled eggs. And so I'll have like four eggs, super creamy <gasps> with a bagel. That's breakfast. Do you use milk and then to pro- make them creamy? So this is, this was one of my pandemic learns because um, my boyfriend, Kevin, um, came to Austin while we were filming Queer Eye. He was meant to come for four days, production shut down. New York was the the epicenter of the pandemic and so we ended up moving in together we're one of those relationships knock on wood that mm. like really made it more forged and um and he has four eggs every morning and so he was like super busy working from like 8 a.m until 8 p.m so i took it upon myself to like perfect soft scrambled eggs for him and what i learned is that for every two eggs i put about a teaspoon of water i try to get them to room temp and then i whisk them up so that they're fully homogenized and then low heat on a pan 
and using either wooden chopsticks or the flat end, the skinny end of a, of a, of a rubber or a silicone spatula. And I just like shake it vigorously. And then I take it off the heat about a minute before it's done so that they're fully cooked, but they're still really creamy. And that water, I think it just, it helps with the steam and it helps them stay really nice and creamy. I've tried it adding yolks. I've tried adding heavy cream, half and half Parmesan. And the solution is really water for me. Wow. I know um, Kelsey, our producer here, uh, first of all, is obsessed with you, um, stalked your first book. She has a video with you in your first Hi, book. Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Um, I do. I have a video with you um, from Extra. Yeah, because you were at Extra. She's a good person uh, to be yeah. stalked by. She's not a, like a crazy you. stalker. But she loves eggs. And she has always um, told me that she wants to start a business called Put an Egg on It. Maria always so now makes you fun know, of me. And I make fun of Thank her. Because I'm like, there are Thank a lot you. of egg places now, Kelsey. I think we need a new idea. And there is an entire egg section in the book as well. There oh, you, you go. know I saw it. So your preferred thing to put an egg on it is? Me or Anthony? Put my prefer- you. Anthony. You? No, no, Kelsey? you. Oh, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. To put an egg on? Yeah, if you're going to put an egg on anything, what are you putting it on? Oh, the perfect croissant. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Great Soft answers. scramble aggressive amounts of pepper, a little bit of flake salt, and finely chopped chives. Ooh, remember, wait, do you remember we were in Connecticut and my aunt would go to like BJ's and bring us all the fresh croissants? Yes. And I would grill them and Mm -hmm. make egg and cheese sandwiches with salt and pepper. What's better? What's better than a flaky, flaky croissant? Nothing. No, but you got to grill it or, I mean, you can toast it, but I really want the butter, the added butter. So I grill it with butter. hundred percent. You grill it? Like grill it, grill it? Hell Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Have you made French toast with croissants yet? Oh, that's oh yes, absolutely. Other. And bread pudding as well. Yeah, but no, I grill it and then put the egg and cheese on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, mind blown. And maybe like a slice of, of, of like crispy prosciutto on top just for like mm. a good salty crunch. Yes. Oh my God, right? I love food so much. This is my favorite interview ever. <laughs> um, can we do a quick rapid fire with you? Actually, before I do the rapid fire, um, we saw that Gigi Hadid is in the cookbook. Um, yeah. Does she have a favorite meal that you cook that, you know, maybe she shared with you? Um. What have I made? She had, I know that she likes, I did a lemon spaghetti once um, a couple of years ago that she really liked. That was kind of inspired by the John and Vinny's and Lil Frankie's version of it, where I just used pasta water to like help emulsify. There's like actually no cream at it. It's very lemony. Mm. Um, I've made uh, after shoots sometimes, um, she likes to eat. She, we eat. We have very similar ways of eating. We both love a burger and we both love a bolognese. Uh, bolognese. And um, so she, I, I did a nice pappardelle with like a, a lamb bolognese, actually. Mm. Uh, what else? She actually taught me a lot. There are two recipes in here that are inspired by her. One of them, um, I often get inspired by restaurants and I try to figure out like what's like a simpler way of doing it. And I thought she was crazy when we went out for dinner once to a place called uh, Lavenue. And she ordered French fries, like allumette, like the really thin matchstick fries with um, with mashed potatoes. And she started dipping them in. And I was like, that's like chicken and waffles. It's like overkill. It doesn't make any sense. I tried it. And then it ended up in my book because I thought it was the most fantastic food pairing that I've ever had in my life. Whoa, never thought of that. 
I like making so nice. Greek fries with the lemon and the feta and the oregano. Oh, what's better when you have little really beautiful big wedges with that hit of lemon? Yeah. Yum. Yeah. And, and the other thing she it, taught me. You can sorry. dip that in tzatziki too. <laughs> like I said, there's nothing that you can't dip tzatziki in. Um, the other one that she taught me, and I haven't been able to have pancakes the same way since she introduced me to the wonderful world of oatmeal pancakes. Mm. There's a chew from the oats that it just, it adds like such a nice texture to them. And so I made a version that you can kind of have for dinner. You know, when you have like one of those days where it's like rainy and uh-huh. you just don't feel really great, or you want to celebrate something, whatever it is, or somewhere in between, or if it's a Sunday, if you're me, um, oatmeal pancakes with sauteed apples with just a little bit of rosemary not too overwhelming and then just some like fresh whipped cream wow i want to move to new york just so that we can cook and eat together (laughs) you're officially invited okay perfect i am so gonna come don't tempt me um okay so we're gonna do a rapid fire trivia with you we know you have your go-to basics listed on the book so we thought we would do a rapid fire game called what's in anthony's pantry okay Three pantry staples. Tomato paste in a tube because it lasts longer, even though it costs a dollar more. Chickpeas and either butter or cannellini beans. Ooh. Go to pan- And anchovies in a jar. Sorry. Uh, that was four. Ooh, not a fan of the anchovy, one. but I gotcha. Okay. Go to pantry item. Go to pantry item. Oh, I love, this is not an endorsement. I just love it. Bonza chickpea pasta. Oh. Oh, so I've been good. hearing about chickpea pasta. So it's high in protein. It's significantly lower in carbs. And if you're like me and you have zero self-control when you start <laughs> eating pasta and you just have to eat everything that's there, I literally, I can't. Uh-huh. Um, Bonza is fantastic. Okay, Kelsey, remind me. I have to get that. I will. Because people have been talking about it lately and I forgot. Okay, one overrated pantry item that everyone thinks is necessary, but you disagree. Oh my gosh. What a question, overrated. Kelsey. <laughs> Way overrated. to pan them down. <laughs> I knew he'd have something overrated, for us. Overrated pantry item. Okay, this is actually a really hard question. Is it broth? Okay, like I'm a gonna, chicken broth maybe? Is that overrated? Because you can make it. But broth is really nice to have. I, I mean, I love to make my own for sure. Okay, this is, and I do love to put it on my eggs every once in a while, but I feel like people use it a little too much as a condiment. And my boyfriend's going to hate me for this because he's obsessed. Ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. I See? love ketchup too. Not on my eggs, question. but all right. <laughs> Weirdest item in your pantry, Anthony weirdest item in my pantry would have to be oh it's an apple infused balsamic vinegar that i still have from when we filmed queer eye we're in japan that i got in tokyo i haven't opened it yet apple balsamic sounds amazing but it's just random that i got it in tokyo yeah I i love that oh Okay, when I come over, we're going to break that open. Okay. Done. Favorite Trader Joe's item in your pantry? Because we know we love Trader Joe's around here. Love a TJ moment. They're mentioned heavily in the book. Um, It's actually something from their line called uh, Trader Giotto's, which is their Italian line. And they have these wonderful butter beans in like a tomato-y, herby sauce Mm. that when I was like a broke student, I would buy a can of that. And then I would splurge on tuna packed in olive oil. And that would be my dinner. And those, the, the beans and the tomato sauce, I didn't realize it until like recently ish, but 
um, they're actually, I have them in my first cookbook and they came from basically like that experience. And I forgot where I had them. And I was like, I love butter beans <laughs> with like a tangy tomato sauce. Wait, I've never heard of tuna fish in olive oil. Wait, what? I know. Never. I, really? I still drain my water out of my tuna fish cans. Okay. Tuna in olive oil. The flavor is so much more robust. You can actually taste the fish. It's freaking delicious. I've never Not heard of that. Not oil, but in olive oil. It's like 50 cents more and it's totally worth it. Whole Foods? Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Okay. Cento, Cento makes their own as well. You can get all kinds of brands. You can get it flavored, unflavored, but it just, it's a massive game changer. Wow. Kelsey, will you add that to my grocery list? <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. That and the pasta. It's a huge game changer. You'll, you won't so be able excited. to go back to tuna in water. Wow. Okay. Favorite spice? <sighs> Right now, I would say I've been using a lot of sumac. Okay. Haven't heard of sumac. It's like a, I, I believe it's a flower. So it's like red and it's very citrusy and tart. Mm. And I love carrots. Like I love like rainbow carrots and I roast them and then I sprinkle a little bit on top and it's really nice. It's great on, it's wonderful on fish as well. And it bleeds in a nice way, the way that saffron does. So it gives kind of like a reddish pinkish hue to food as well. Okay. Add sumac to my list, please. Oh my God. Sumac okay. is lovely. Last And not that questions. you asked for a second one, but I love za'atar. Za'atar? What's za'atar? That's a spice blend. So it's a Middle Eastern spice blend with hyssop and sesame seed. And it's very, it's sort of like tangy and tart. Um, I actually love it on Persian cucumbers with a bit of olive oil oh. and salt. And I love to put it on my eggs as well. But za'atar chicken is a thing. Any type of fish, it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Okay, Trader Joe's makes their own za'atar now. Really? Yep. Okay, Kelsey, add that to the list. And then we're going to get <laughs> Persian cucumbers. I love Persian okay. cucumbers. Okay, favorite Same. late night snack. Okay, so this is oddly specific, but I had one last night. I discovered the greatest pistachio butter of all time because I am obsessed with pistachios. And it's just pistachios, olive oil, and a little bit of sugar and salt. So it's like sweet and salty. And then I take um, either, Melod if you're buying in the US, Meladuco Farms, woman-owned business. She grows her own dates in California. They are beautiful, big, juicy dates. Or... King Rootop dates from Dubai that a friend brought me once and I still have them in my freezer. So I make a little incision. I take out the pit. I put a little bit of the cashew butter in. You can use regular almond butter or peanut butter. If that's all that you have, it's fine. And then a tiny little sprinkling of flake salt. Mm. And it's the perfect bite because it's salty. It's creamy. It's crunchy. And then you have like the sweet caramely notes of, uh, of dates. Holy deliciousness you have a very international cabinet i like this uh last question favorite secret or not secret indulgence cheese mm. literally anything with cheese mm. if it's stinky if it's unpasteurized if it's a sharp cheddar from vermont if it's the massive parm that i keep in my fridge and i just cut off a nugget and i can just eat cheese alone it's like cheese for me is it's a it's like it just goes right to my head i love it Ooh, i just had some saganaki the other night <gasps> guys i haven't had saganaki in a very, while i love saganaki i <sighs> love saganaki so much you're you're reminding me of this place called marche adonis which was like Greek and Middle Eastern mar massive market in Montreal where they would have like six different types of feta. They would have saganaki, halloumi. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yummy. Yeah, it's it's just so good. Um, 
I there's a shrimp saganaki uh, recipe in the in the cookbook as well. Oh, I can't wait to try that. Actually, it's I not as good as your mom's, I'm sure, but it, it it'll do the trick. Well, my mom never made saganaki, really. Really? Yeah. Interestingly enough, and my mom's a crazy cheese lover, and and now I'm thinking about it, and I'm realizing she deprived me of saganaki all these years. You were um, robbed of your youth. I was robbed, but we did get it when we went to restaurants. <laughs> there you go. So now I know I can go get my, my Saganaki on there. <laughs> um, Anthony, so great chatting with you. Like I said, congrats on your Emmy win. Congrats on the new cookbook. Of course, guys, it's called Anthony, Let's Do Dinner. It's out now wherever books are sold. We're going to link it in the description so that you guys can grab it. I know Kelsey's mom already ordered it. That's right, she did. And uh, you can follow him on Instagram, at Anthony. We'll put that in here as well. And you can see how dapper he looks in that white tuxedo. All right, have a great <laughs> rest you so of your much. day. So great chatting it with really, you. It was really, really lovely chatting with you. All right. Mwah. Have Thanks, a good one. Anthony. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, how fun. I love him. Oh, I love <laughs> I knew you guys would be besties, like I, instant besties. I so love good. him. And he like, loves food the way I love food. I know. And now that I'm eating healthier, I feel like he'll give me new ideas to things like all that stuff he was talking about. I've been wanting to try chickpea pasta. I never knew I wanted to try sumac, but I'm trying sumac. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just thinking about like fish loaded with lemon and all that stuff that before I was kind of like, mm. Like now that I'm really, really just eating clean, I'm like in a different mode. Well, and you know what I like about his book too, looking through it? It's like they're simple, clean dishes that still taste delicious. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I feel like a lot of us were like, oh, I don't want to eat like clean because it doesn't taste good. He makes it taste good. I know. That's the thing. I And I understand that feeling because I'm like, oh, no. Um, What's that place over here? Five Guys? Fat Guys? What's that? Five Guys. No, there's that that place on the corner of oh the fat sows fat sows fat guys fat sows i used to be like that's delicious now i'm like ugh, i don't think having a sandwich with like 18 different meats in it and all this stuff in it is a good idea but um but i used to think that stuff tasted good the bad stuff and then the healthy stuff was like eh, right you don't like look forward to a trout with like heirloom tomatoes technically, but when you're eating it, you know, it's delicious if it's prepared properly. So I've been shifting my diet and, um, and I'm seeing the differences like with, you know, lots of different things. So it's been cool. And I'm very excited to try all these things that he just showed me. Me too. Anything that stood out to you guys? Uh, yeah, I'm putting an egg on a croissant and that's going to be my queen. I've been doing that. I didn't. (laughs) Maria. Maria, you guys can both be the spokespeople for putting egg on it. So, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, you have been doing that. I, well, I was going to say, and I didn't get a chance to say to him, you, like, you're actually an excellent cook. You're joking oh, about, like, thank you. moaning about your own food. I'm like, no, you're an excellent cook. You just don't always have the time. I know. But I really, really do good. love it. Well, because I have high standards for what I'm putting in my mouth. That True. sounds so bad. Someone's going to take all of these moments oh and just clip them out. <laughs> <laughs> it exploded in my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I um, I think that for me, I, I just only want to eat delicious. So I'm very picky. Kevin thinks that I have, like, some kind of problem because I will obsess over, like, where we're going to eat. It has to be rated well. 
And again, it could be a mom and pop diner, but it better have a good rating and it better be delicious. I don't like to waste a meal on something mediocre. I know. And I respect it. Yeah. So anyway, um, really fun episode. Really Really great chatting with Anthony. I love his name. If you guys haven't hit subscribe, listen to Anthony and hit subscribe (laughs) and turn on those notifications. We are trying to get to 100,000 by tomorrow. That means we need like 50,000 of you to hurry up (laughs) and hit subscribe. Um, Share it with your friends, guys. If you love the show and it's helpful to you or you're having fun with it, please share it with your friends because that helps us bring in more amazing people. And don't forget to follow us on Better Together with Maria for more. In the meantime, be nice pickle. Pickle? Pickle. You're thinking about food. I'm thinking about pickle. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm thinking about is those Persian cucumbers with that other spice he was talking about so on them. Good. There's That's a really good... We used to make cucumbers with just like some vinegar, but now I think I'm going to use that, that spice. I'm going to make us some Persian cucumbers as little snacks. I know, right? But I have nothing of what he said in the kitchen (laughs) right now. (laughs) So I got to go figure that out. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.